country. We respect our flag. And we always proudly stand for the national anthem. We always will stand for the national anthem. That is President Trump earlier today at his celebration of America at the People's House, our White House. And you may notice there the applause there after President Trump said, we will always, we will always proudly stand for the national anthem. Here's what I hope. The NFL and its players, that they watch that clip. Or are they going to get too triggered by President Trump simply asking our players and our people to stand for our flag and our national anthem? Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. As always, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to break down this whole Eagles White House thing for you tonight. I want to start with a bit more from President Trump's celebration of America event earlier today. Keep in mind, many, many professional athletes, guys that are making millions and millions of dollars per year, are not going to the White House they're not going there because they want to protest President Trump. In that context, now please listen to what President Trump said at today's American celebration. Just take it away. We stand to honor our military and honor our country and to remember the fallen heroes who never made it back home. We stand to show our love for our fellow citizens and our magnificent Constitution. We stand to pay tribute to the incredible Americans who came before us and the heroic sacrifices they made. America is a great nation, a community, a family, and America is our home, and we love our home. So let me just review that for you quickly. We stand to honor our country our military, and the fallen heroes that never made it back home. He also went on to say, we stand to pay tribute to the incredible Americans that came before us. He said, America's a great nation, a community, a family. America is our home, and we love our home. I know you love our home, I love our home, and yet these players are protesting this? I gotta ask you, what does that tell you about these guys that are protesting the fact that he says, hey, we love our home? Here's what I can tell you. You, me, NFL, this is bad for business, boys. It is bad for business. Now, of course, do these guys have the right to say, hey, I'm not going to go to the White House and celebrate America? Of course they do. But also keep in mind, President Trump has got every right to cancel the Super Bowl celebration, at least that part of the event, because the Trump administration, according to them, spent hours and hours prepping for this event. And then last minute, these players ended up ditching out on President Trump and this White House celebration. At least most of them did. Now, here's what Carson Wentz said at the end of May. This is the end of May about the possibility of going to the White House to celebrate their Super Bowl victory. I know for me personally, if the team uh, decides that as a whole, most guys want to go or be a part of it, I will be attending with them. I don't personally view it. I know a lot. some people do. Everyone has their own opinion on it. I don't view it as a political thing whatsoever. I don't really mess with politics very often. But yeah, I think I, w I will be involved in going in that. Um, again, the, the rest of the details are be coming out soon. So last night on Facebook, I asked you, hey, do you think Carson Wentz was one of the few that was still going to be headed to the White House or not? I got an inside White House source that told me yesterday that Carson was planning to go to the White House and then changed his tune to go to the Black History Museum so he could spend time with a bunch of his boys on the team. Just wanted to share that with you so you had 
the information. There's obviously a lot to this situation, a lot to this story. I had a great conversation in my office earlier today with one of my co-workers, and he said, hey, Burke, you got to remember this. This whole thing was really about Kaepernick protesting uh, what they deemed as police brutality. I said, okay, that, that's fine if you want to go there, but let's talk about this for a moment. Why are police, why are cops, why are law enforcement typically disproportionately in urban communities? Because that's where there's obviously higher crime rates. So why is there a higher crime rate in many of these urban communities? Because there's also a higher unemployment rate. Do the research. The, the facts are there. And right now, we've got a president that has created the lowest, the lowest black unemployment rate in the history of our nation. And if this sticks, which there's no reason to believe it won't, I want you to mark my words, whatever the date is today, mark my words in this. As you see this unemployment rate stay down in black America, you also are going to see crime rates go down in black America and urban communities. Thus, you're going to have less police in these communities, thus less guns, and thus less black Americans being shot. And yet they're protesting this. One of the greatest metrics, and studies show this, that when you, when, when you, if you really want to lower crime, the key metric to lowering crime is jobs, jobs, jobs. Again, we've got a president right now creating jobs for black Americans, and yet these, what I would call snowflake NFL players, they want to protest him. And I don't know if they really understand what exactly he's doing for black America right now. It doesn't make any sense to me. Obviously, would love to know your point of view on this. I want to give you two more examples of just how ridiculous this has gotten. LeBron James often talks about how he wants to go out there and help his community, help black America. Yet earlier, I think it was today or last night, he was asked about the Eagles not going to the White House. Here's Mr. James. I mean, I know no matter who wins this series, no, one's, no one wants to invite anybody. So it won't be Golden State or Cleveland going. So here you've got an opportunity. The NBA speaks as loudly as anybody probably to black urban America. You've got a chance to go sit down with the President of the United States. If you think he's a racist and a big, go have a conversation with him. Look at the metrics of what he's doing. So why wouldn't you want to go, LeBron, and sit down with our president? Because he's actually helping the black American community, again, makes no sense to me. But one more point I want to make here, and this may even be more ridiculous than LeBron's comments. This is the head coach for Golden State, Steve Kerr. This one makes zero sense. Um, it's not surprising. Uh, I think, um, you know, the president has made, made it pretty clear he's going to try to divide us, all of us in this country, for political gain. Um, so um, it's just the way it is. Uh, I think, um, you know, we all look forward to the day when it can, we can go back to just having a celebration of athletic achievement and celebrate uh, um, Americans for their, their achievement, their good deeds. So it'll be nice when we can just um, get back to normal. There is so much to unpack there. What does he want for normal? He wants ISIS chopping people's heads off again. He wants black unemployment at record levels. What's normal to him? Talk about dividing America. Have you seen a Democrat campaign lately? All they do is identity politics. They break us into, you know, homosexual, heterosexual, male, female, Hispanic, black. I mean, it, it's come on, Steve. Know the facts if you're going to go out there and spout your mouth off like that. Uh, and then to, to talk about the other aspects he has there in that comment. Again, understand what is happening. I get if you want to go protest somebody just because you think that's the hip thing to do, but at least have the facts if you're going to make those kind of comments. We'd love to know your thoughts on the situation with the Eagles and the White House, but also come. One week from today, 
big election in Bismarck. You're going to determine who your next mayor is. Uh, and so recently there was a piece that came out. There was a, a debate, if you will, a mayoral debate. It was on KFGO. A couple of things that were exchanged between Steve Bakken and the present mayor of Bismarck, Mike Seminary. I want to play the clip for you and we'll ask you some questions about it with our guest on the other side. We had a strip mall that the city purchased. It's now a sandbag storage facility. Kicked out all the businesses that were turning profit, paying taxes. The property taxes came off the books. No, I, this has to stop. You, you cannot continue to put in public money for private projects. No. Uh, there you go again, Steve, uh, embellishing, and that's, you have a reputation for that. Uh, the property he's referencing was not taken off the tax rolls for 5 South. 5 South was like any other development that a developer and private investors bring to the city. We reviewed it, we gave it a thumbs up, their project failed, and we closed down the TIF and they lost money. The city did not in any way, shape, or form take property off the tax rolls for 5 South. That is an exaggeration. Is the mayor telling the truth there, or is he lying? Earlier today, the executive director of the North Dakota Watchdog Network, Dustin Goverlo, said, hey, you know what, Mr. Seminary, what you're saying there is factually wrong. And joining us live now from our Bismarck studio is Dustin Goverlo. Dustin, great to have you with us, sir. Uh, so where is Mike lying about this? Well, to go back a few years, in 2010, this strip mall, which is across the street from the Civic Center, now called the Event Center, was bought by the city for $1.8 million. What happened was uh, it was not bought for the purpose of 5 South. It was bought for some project that may happen someday. As 5 South became a project that might materialize, the city started to make moves to get the tenants, which are local businesses, to either uh, give up their space, or in one case, the city paid a business $55,000 to give up their lease and, and vacate the premises on the belief that this property would be bulldozed. Now, as of today, there are only two businesses out of six that are in that property. So that, that property is definitely losing money every day because it's empty, because people in town know that it is either going to be used for some project later on and probably bulldozed, or it's, it's just not going to be kept up. And so uh, it's our belief that the city has spent or lost upwards of $100,000 over the last couple of years on this property that was uh, mainly that loss and, and cost is basically b uh, based on its involvement in the 5 South project. So just for clarity, what you're saying is that, hey, Mike Seminary is saying the city hasn't lost any money on this project, and you're saying that the city's lost $100,000. Is that accurate? That's absolutely accurate. All right. Also, I want to move on to this, too. There was a piece released today in the Bismarck Tribune. Uh, the fact that the mayor, Mayor Mike Seminary, uh, who I've never heard talk about cuts to the budget before, all of a sudden releases a plan one week before the election about cuts to the budget. Is he sincere about this or is it pure politics? I think it's pure politics. He certainly didn't mention it in the uh, debate that you hosted here in Bismarck. Uh, and it hasn't been discussed in the last three years. We've been told that everything's fine in Bismarck. Now, all of a sudden, after every other, after the state and every other entity has been talking about cuts, governor's talking about 10% cut. Uh, now, the mayor, six days before the election, is talking about cuts. Uh, we probably do need the cuts. The, the issue is timing. The issue is why didn't it happen sooner? And, and where was this rhetoric before? 
Uh, obviously, the, the economic situation in Bismarck is you know, stagnating a little bit. I wouldn't say that it's in a recession, but it's certainly stagnant as far as development is concerned, as, as far as properties on the market, you know, as long as, as, as far as it takes to sell properties. So there are issues here, and, you know, it, it, this is an issue that should have been addressed sooner rather than now. So just to be fair, Dustin, the uh, mayor of seminary saying, hey, it's been a long time ago for months now that he's been talking about this with Keith, I believe it's Hunky, the city administrator. Is there any uh, veracity to what he's saying that he's been talking about cuts now for months? I haven't heard it. Okay. Uh, also, I want to move on to this. You're running for the uh, school board in Bismarck, and there's a story that we just ran earlier in our newscast about a couple of young men at a high school there in Bismarck. They were not able to wear their stole, sort of the thing that goes around their neck, uh, to honor their service within our National Guard. Um, I want to play a quick clip for you and then ask you some questions the other side of this. There are certain individuals that got to wear items that expressed, you know, their, their, uh, respect for different cultures and heritages in their lives and things that they respect but i was not given the same privilege so you've got people that are able to wear stoles around their necks for other he says cultural situations or whatnot but yet the city or the school board did not allow them the superintendent to wear something to honor his service with the national guard what gives that's a good question uh you know obviously they're they're may very well be a, a no tolerance type of policy but if that's the case then uh somehow s some other students got away with something uh really what it comes down to is things like this should be taken on a case-by-case -case basis the students should be able to get permission if it's obviously something that is you know respected then let them do it if it's something that's offensive don't let them do it and I guess but, once but they that, graduate, that's what I, I'm I getting at. You you're, you're saying a case-by-case -case basis. And we're talking about a couple of young men that want to just wear something that says National Guard on it and camouflage. How is that offensive, and why would you let them do that? I, I don't know why that would be offensive. I don't know why anybody would not let them do that either. So what, what, what's the word around town? I'm assuming you've talked to people about it since you're running for school board. Uh, I've heard some folks that have equated it to what you were talking about earlier with NFL-type stuff. Um, I think that it's just an issue that somebody made a decision that just wasn't thinking in the moment. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Hopefully if you win, you'll be thinking in the moment and beyond. Dustin Coverlow, thank you for the time and the insight. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. The fact that a Bismarck High School did not allow a couple students to wear that stole, the thing around their neck, to honor their service with the National Guard. KFYR's Andrew Horn has the story that, to me, is pretty shocking. This is the stole that both teens wanted to wear. I feel like there should be some changes in there, just like everything else, but for right now, it is a bit flawed. There were other certain individuals that got to wear items that expressed you know, their, their uh, respect for different cultures and heritages in their lives and things that they respect but I was not given the same privilege. They were told they couldn't, and the district is standing by its decision not to let Isler or Thompson wear their sashes. They're dedicated to very good causes, the military being one, volunteer work for a humanitarian organization being another, uh, donating so many gallons of blood by the time they're a senior, another. And so the uh, restriction has been that this ceremony is about what it took to achieve graduating from high school. Superintendent Tamara Usselman adds there are multiple events during the year when the district honors military members. 
Thompson says he wanted that recognition at graduation. We're proud that we get to put on the uniform. We're proud that we get to go out and you know, defend the United States and, and work in a military manner. And for us to not even be able to represent what that means to us by just simply wearing our stole to, for a 20-minute ceremony at graduation feels very, very unjust. Usulman says it's the school board, not on the superintendent's office, to change policy. Pretty stunning story, in my opinion. Obviously, we'd love to know your point of view. Very easy to share. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. But do you think these young men should have been able to wear the stole around their neck to honor their service in the National Guard or not. Obviously, I'm a vote, a big yes on that one. Also, we in tonight's final view, as many of you know, one of the biggest problems facing our great state of North Dakota today is this workforce issue. We simply have got way too many jobs open and not enough workers to fill them. So my question for tonight is how would you feel if North Dakota took your tax dollars and started paying people, started paying people to come here to fill those jobs. I'm curious if you would support that idea or not, because that's exactly what Vermont is currently doing. They're now offering up to $5,000 per year for two years if you will move to Vermont and then work from home. They're using tax dollars to do it. They've already got about 200 grants available right now and more in the coming years. Personally, I'd much rather see the state zero out individual income taxes, let the private sector handle this and give people more incentives to come here with private sector money and zero personal income taxes. Now, we did ask you this on Facebook earlier today. The poll question, would you support this idea or not? Here's what many of you had to say about this workforce issue. As you can see here, 90% of you said, no, I do not want to use taxpayer money to pay people to come here and fill these jobs. 10% of you said yes. All right, if you're just joining us early in the show, we talked about the fact that a business... Oh, thank you.